Welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. This is Dan Dennison, and on this wonderful episode, we have a couple of awesome friends and co-hosts with us tonight. You got Blake, who's either a Patrick Wilson expert or a Moon expert. I really can't decide. Or both. And this is Brian. I'm your space expert, because I spent most of high school spaced out. Ah, yeah, fun. there you go. Okay, so on this episode of Moving a Beer, and thanks for joining us tonight, everyone, or today, or whenever you're listening. Um, we we drank three beers, and we watched this crazy film that just came out recently called Moonfall. Yes, it's got a bunch of really crazy actors in it. Uh, well, I mean, well-known. Halle Berry's in it. Patrick yeah. Wilson. yeah. That there's a be it. there's an unknown force that knocks the moon from its orbit and sends it hurtling towards a collision with the Earth. And let's mention it was directed by Roland Emmerich. Yes, it was. And that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of big sci-fi set pieces. You're gonna have pretty basic dialogue. You're gonna have family relations get repaired over the course of this massive event. And I guess we'll go ahead and just heads up. We'll spoil a little bit because some of the best moments are towards the end. Correct. So, yeah. so crazy over-the-top effects starting early in the film and ending yeah. in 10 minutes of total chaos. It, yeah, so it, it's not dissimilar from other films that he's made. So we knew what we were watching ahead of time, and we sought out the other day to go find some beers that had either themes of space... Or the moon. Or they got brewed in space. Or they got brewed in space. The fun thing is, is we actually came across an Inkasi beer called Ground Control. Mm -hmm. And this beer actually has yeast that has been to space and back. And it's really amazing. And we had a couple of other beers that we're going to briefly mention uh, from Pono Brewing. And then the other one was from 903 Brewers, which is an odd name as Brewers and not Brewing. And it's actually a collaboration beer that they made. Which both of those have really fun titles and labels. I love the can art, but I simply love all these yeah, very cool. Labels. They're very cool. We found those at John's Marketplace in Southeast, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But first, this amazing, really crazy film. I'm going to let you all talk about it for a minute because it's just so amazing. Okay, so the the basic plot is the moon is thrown off course and spirals in a decaying orbit into the Earth. But why was it thrown off Earth? thrown off its axis and rotation. It's a megastructure. It according is a megastructure. According to discount Nick Frost, it's a megastructure. Yeah. There's some washed up astronauts have to go save the world. Because there's nothing else that Halle Berry and, and John Bradley and Patrick Wilson have to do, but go to space and save us in mm -hmm. an old... We're going to pull it out of the museum Endeavor Space Shuttle. The graffiti space shuttle, which is kind of fun, honestly. I've never seen a defaced space shuttle before. So well, it's, 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 it says "fuck the moon" on it, and I'm, I'm, pardon my French, but it says that on like somebody tagged. It no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, the moon's no, gonna they, kill us all. They pulled it out of an old garage somewhere. There was garbage all over it. They had mm -hmm. to unmothball it, as it were. Yes. And get it flight worthy in less than an hour. I okay. Which you know could happen in reality if sure. you were magic and you could just poof make it happen. Kind so, of. There was a lot of hand weight. Like any Roland Emmerich film, uh, like Brian mentioned, if you've seen one of his movies, you've seen all of them. There's a lot of hand-waving. Science gets brought up but kind of pushed to the side in favor of like big spectacular events and whatnot. 
shoot Godzilla. Everyone's like, oh man, Godzilla, Godzilla, oh no, Godzilla. He laid eggs, it's a she. Like, uh, what? Well, yeah. What? Anyone Roger saving the day? Come on, isn't he taking a day off work? Anyone who's seen any of the Godzilla films that were based out of Japan from the 50s till the 70s knew that it's a female and not a male. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like Child of Godzilla. I mean, come on, there's like a you dozen of those. But, but why, is, why be a slave to science? When you can tell a good story, that's true. Correct. That's entertaining Correct. and have a really big effects budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and it was interesting that they totally slammed on the government officials, like the ones in charge were like, "I'm going to run away," and like, "Here, you're in charge now. Here's my badge. Bye." Yeah, Roland Emmerich treats the government like a side character. When Roland Emmerich always has a core set of good guys that are like the protagonists of any of his big budget movies, which is similar to Michael Bay. Except he glorifies the military in his big budget movies, yes. and also makes bad Transformer films. And but, he he regrets that. I mean, he did I say saw that. recently that he was in an interviewed by somebody, and somebody said, "You need to stop making those." And I was like, "Yeah, probably." But then the studio offered more money. That's the root of all evil. But yes. anywho, the other root of all evil, the moon. Yes, the moon was our <laughs> our nemesis for this episode. I, well, I, yeah, I, it actually wasn't. The, are we going to spoil this? Oh, oh, yeah. Let's spoil the hell I, out I of it. it. I said, Tom, we're going to just give away the, the moon. Thing. Wasn't the bad guy? It was the uh, AI nanotech mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. brought Self-aware. the moon down. Self aware. So we're just going to plot spoil it. There's aliens. Yes, obviously the moon is a giant megastructure. It's, a, it's effectively a giant metal ball. Yeah. But there's a hole that but, this but creature was, went down into. built by our ancestors. Our ancestors, yes. To seed the universe with new human DNA. Not to be yeah. confused with Prometheus. Right. Because these guys don't just run straight away from a, a rolling ring. You would... Chuck off to the side, but that's a whole yes. other podcast. I mean, it, it actually had some really cool visuals on the inside. Oh, God, like, I loved like it. the when last half hour of the film is like them flying through the moon. And yeah, it's just wow, it's really CGI candy. I yeah, like the- as the rocket was launching, you saw all the tides just going up like spirals. That like, that were to happen, I've, I've I've seen enough of the science TV shows on yeah. like Discovery Channel and History Channel and Ancient Aliens to like they've written a lot about it. There's scientists who say, hey, yeah, and, you know, if that really happens, this is this is how shit's going to go down, and that's kind of how they portrayed it, which is not quite like 2012 or like the day after the whatever the day after tomorrow, which is like you know the polar ice caps, like it tilts, like the Earth shifts its mm-hmm. axis and everything freezes. Yeah, same thing. Like that shit can happen really fast or or it can take a really long time. But I still think that there's an issue with the fact that the Earth and the Moon, like the Moon's 400 times smaller than the Earth, and it's like they got the same distance, and they, it's like, why do eclipses well, happen? Oh, Dan's like, so anti I, okay. mumbles when I get I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm mumbling at this point. State it very clearly so our audience knows right. what you're saying. So there's 400 times smaller than the Earth. That's a yes. scientific set fact. It is. Why is it a megastructure, and why was it built? Because... It existed before the planet existed, which some people have disagreements with, but yes, there's planetoids, and they think that, like, hey, the moon was actually two planets colliding, and this was the off chunk, mm-hmm. but how is it exactly the, the size and the distance it needs to be to have these eclipses and do the tides, and it's going to always perpetually have its orbit, and blah, blah, blah. It Like, it's too... Un- That's for Jesus to worry about. I Dan. know. It, it, I, I, it I, seems I, like it was placed by an alien intelligence. Yes. yes. It's, uh, it yes. seems that way for those of us that aren't religious fanatics and don't really believe in religion. Like, hey, know, once the gay monster is real, yes. I'll, I'll prove it one day. You know, Cthulhu is real too, but we're not going to go there. I start muttering in the Aramaic, my nose starts bleeding. Yes, a little bit. I love the tropes. 
I I love a good movie trope, and this had all my key ones. This was like, nonstop. The, the lead character offering to sacrifice himself. The the shithead kid who. Uh, but they turned that on its head. Uh-huh. He became uh-huh. the because the hero wasn't the hero exactly. at the end. Exactly. Yes. Because Nick Frost got to see his mom in the singularity or whatever. Right. He became part of the moon. Right. Okay, so we scanned your consciousness, and you're now part of the moon. Because all right, so the whole thing. Let's was, talk right. about this whole conversation in a white room with the Buddhist figure. Yeah, God. it's like really how tropey is that? It's like how many? I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, but there was so many films. I was like, hey, was it like Mission to Mars that had the exact same? They went into the pyramid a lot of sci-fi. Like, well, like 2001 had yeah. the conversation in the white room mm-hmm. with the alien yeah, intelligence. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, in, that was. Inside mm-hmm. the apple is great. Yeah, that's right. So that's probably that. the foundation for that trope. It has to be. Correct. It feels so Kubrick. I can't not assume it's that. that it's that not hard to sense. think about. There's there's plenty of things we can mention. Plenty of other films we can draw from. We can draw from. Yeah, draw from. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So this film wasn't really deep. Nah. But it was a lot of fun to watch. It's it a was. lot of fun to watch. It was uh, it was a good sci-fi. Not even time traveling. I thought it was time travel. I thought it was like, hey, we had gone back in time and built the moon, and then we blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, no, it was from. It no, was like, it, it was think Prometheus. Saying, like Prometheus. It, it, it was yeah. a sci-fi disaster film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Which moon went, corrected itself. Yeah, that, that's the thing that threw me off. Is Roland Emmerich always has his pack of good guys and a pack of bad guys, and it's all sort of the set piece of a disaster film, the earth shattering. But then the whole existential crisis of we were sent by ancient beings who were i guess our forefathers they seeded the earth yeah which is a lot more chris nolan kubrick yeah well the the, danny boyle the early aliens were the benevolent forefathers Mm -hmm. who made terrible ai yeah who made nanotechnology ai which we're about to do some buzzwords hey you know terminator much yeah well those aren't nanites those are just uh, neural net processor and learning computer. Bad computers. Like well, the, until the second one when he showed up and saved the day. That was great. I love that movie so much. Yeah, so the, the fear of bad technology was what this movie was about. Come with me if you want to live. Right. Dun, 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 dun. So don't uh, misuse your series, because otherwise you're going <laughs> to end up having chunky nanite blocks eating you, I think. The whole thing was electronics to have people inside them. Which yeah, seems really specific. It seems very, very specific. It's like here, here's a plot twist, and we're just gonna twist it a little bit more and make it. But it looked, work it looked for us. super cool. Yeah, the the, the incredible the, special. The bad guy alien, bad person alien. Let me let me rephrase properly. The bad person alien didn't care. It just wants to destroy. And you know they didn't believe it a decade prior that oh hey there's this alien that came in. Well, the power was out, and that's the whole thing. It only looks for specific like organic life forms inside of electronics. I genuinely forgot that there was the whole prequel part of the movie where the two biggest leads get attacked and survive. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the whole reason to, they come back. Again, it leads to one of my favorite tropes where the lead hero's uh, down his luck uh, behind all his rent payments is always late to places. Like, I, oh, I love that crap. It's and he awesome. becomes the hero. And he becomes mm-hmm. the hero. Mm-hmm. He's not the one that self-sacrifices, though. The, yeah. He well, tries he to. The he discredited tries. scientist. Yes. I wonder... Scientist. He's I, not there a doctor. Three, there were three writers for this film. I wonder if it was the other two writers telling Roland, no, no, seriously, we're going to shift it so this guy gets it. And Roland probably saying, no, 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 it's a set formula. Yeah. No, dude, believe me. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to work. It, and it, was it nice. sort of worked. It was nice having that catharsis with his, with his Alzheimer's-ridden mother. His mom. Yes. Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin, his cat. 
Yes, Fuzz Aldrin, who pees on the paper, who he picks up and then realizes, oh, hey, I can contact NASA through this guy. It's There's a lot of tropiness, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it because this is a big-budget film. Yeah. And they tried really, really, really hard to not have it be a big-budget film. <laughs> it took itself seriously. You're part of the moon now. You're part of the moon now. It literally <laughs> took itself seriously, which is weird because oh, usually goodness. when it's this far-fetched, you don't take yourself seriously, but all of this guy's films. Ro- Roland goes real serious. He's legit like, oh, no, we really Independence believe. Independence Day is real fun to watch. He believes in his movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If I'm up which to believe it, him. you should believe it, too. I, I will say the last ten minutes... Was too much for me. Really? Oh, it's just it, I know it was it too was, much. It, it was just over the top. Mm, I can see that. Well, it's it. What was it? The, uh, the sun getting trapped under a log, and then the moon scraping against the planet mess up the gravity, so he could leap across the bridge. Yeah. No, so, they could they could so, live they could lift we're, the we're, tree off of him because the moon was going by. I was like, oh, it's gonna mess with the gravity. Let's lift it off, and you'll be saved. It's like, right. Yet they aren't. Carried up into the moon. Well, you and, know, and I mean, from that, was that kind point of on, it was all explosions <laughs> and flying debris yeah. and fireballs. And the top of the Empire State Building landing in Colorado, Colorado, like, or wherever. What? They about? almost had that moment that Brian mentioned, where uh, like any post-apocalypse movie, shoot, Mars Attacks does it, but it's you know tongue in cheek, where you see a bunch of birds flying around, deer show up, and you're thinking, cool, we can rebuild this Earth. What are you going to rebuild? Everything is wrecked. Yeah, no, there's Cities nothing are left. Right. What, what, what kind of life is there with no life? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's no internet, I'm like, the dude's like, okay, after all the tides get messed up and like, mm-hmm. there's no cell towers anymore because they're on the ground and everything ground level's hosed. Mm-hmm. And Who's just like, why, why, why is my cell phone not working? And I'm like, you, and you're an astronaut? Son, you're going to have to eat that cell phone. <laughs> That's like, your food what? now. I'm like, you're supposed to be a little smarter than that. Figure it out. And at the end of the world, who's going to brew beer? Somebody will. I, I think who might that be? I, there's there's a number of people who will. But yes, okay. So we, as mentioned before, thank you for the segue. We'll now call it out. It, it was clumsy. no, it was a good, no, it was a clumsy segue. But no, it's all good. So we we had three beers that we intentionally sought out. Uh, we went to John's Marketplace on Southeast. Unfortunately, ran into some issues with some of these beers because we bought them off the shelf and they were not in a refrigerator. And some of them have sat for a little while. Uh, would issues. you say they were thunderstruck? Do, 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 do. Yes. They had That's a little bit of issue. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's all good. <laughs> okay. I was trying to figure out how to make heat two syllables. <laughs> yeah, no. The first one that we tried. They're heat struck. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, no. The first, so these all sat on the shelf. Now, the fortunate thing is the first one and the last one not really affected by that, but the middle yeah. one was pretty not so good. Ninkasi Brewing was the first one we tried, yes. and it's a 2017 ground control barrel aged imperial stout. It has an ant- astronaut on the cover, and this was brewed in, in space. Okay, so in 2015, Ninkasi went in with one of the universities here in Oregon, and they sent a rocket ship, like a rocket, not like a bottle rocket, but like a rocket into like space. Like the Johnson Rocket Man. Correct. And they put yeast. In zero gravity and let it propagate a little bit, meaning do its thing in space. You, you're now drinking beer that was made from yeast that propagated in space. So it's like, That's well, this is cool. it's very cool and very interesting and an expensive bottle. But hey, we just had a bottle. It was full of nanites. It was full of nanites. And and it would seem like it would go with this movie. It did because it was very outer spacey oriented. It was like, oh, we're gonna and, try and the label. 
very much. It, it's a, literally an astronaut. It's an astronaut floating on a spider web. It yeah. Looks like. yeah kinda, well, it's kind of like we're going through time and space. Or maybe it's a 2001 reference. It, it might be. Like it looks a, like the uh, hexagonal mm-hmm, type. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so, sorry, Dave. I can't let you brew that. Yes. Oh, jeez. Here we go. That was off the cup. I'm amazing. So uh, 11% indeed. and 50 IBU, which, so the bitterness, the IBU level comes from them just dumping a bunch of Apollo Bravo and Comet Hops in it mm-hmm. to help balance out the sweetness because it's got a very, very, very big barrel aged, almost barley wine type approach. Everyone who tasted it here mentioned the sweetness. Like, I think you, Brian, yeah. mentioned it. I, I thought it felt or tasted very fruity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's got like raw hazelnuts, star anise, which is the Asian kind of licorice flavored spice, and then cacao, it doesn't or coconut, it doesn't say where those are from. And I know that those can vary in style and flavor and yeah. approach. But it had all of those flavors. It tasted really amazing and strong and forward. It just really held up really well, considering that it was made in twenty seventeen and it's twenty twenty two. So I mean it's mm-hmm. it's about five years old sitting That's on the shelf. pretty well. I wonder how much of that is because it was in a cardboard box. Well, I pointed out because I saw like, the fancy box and the astronaut. I thought, hey, this seems kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah so it's a perfect it, taste. This comes in a great box that explains a lot about the beer. They've made a 2015, a 2016, and a 2017, and that was the last of the yeast. They, they only reused it three times or twice. Because, you know, yeast kind of gets tired after a little bit. I don't know if they're going to make any more of it. I don't know if they saved any off, but I think they this should, is what we have. they should go into, towards the center of the earth and make yeast there. They could go do that. Go fully opposite. Ooh, the Marianas Trench? Yeah. 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 This really very sweet, forward, but really nice. I think the hazelnut lent a bunch to it, and mm-hmm. that's kind of that mm-hmm. flavor you got that was kind of sweet and high. No, yeah. it, the star anise and... The coconuts just lent to the bitterness and I think kind of spiciness to it. And it was a really, really nice beer. I, I appreciated it. I'm glad we started with that because the other two were... I like this beer, but Brian uh, really put it succinctly. Best for sipping on like a nice spring day outside. Yeah, it, it was it was fruity. It wasn't really a, a beer I would watch as a sci-fi space movie. Yeah. yeah. There, there was something very kind of organic and outdoorsy about it. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd almost say like a movie... But it was a good beer. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I'd say more akin to Garden State, maybe one of those uh, like mumblecore indie 2000s movies when studios were just giving a celebrity a few hundred thousand dollars. They just make a movie, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Something crunchy. A Wes Anderson film, honestly. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. so so really, comp- it, it's got a yeah. complex flavor profile. Flavor profile. It's a little sweet. Uh, it does dry out a little bit in the mid, but definitely something if if you want to go with a darker beer, it's something to check out. And there, it's limited, so there there aren't very many of them around. I apologize if you're like me, listeners. You get the song stuck in your head every time you hear it because every time I look at this can, I get the song "Black Hole Sun" stuck in my head. Yeah. Okay. So this is. Pono Brewing, which is here in Portland, it's called Black Hole Sun, and this is a toasted coconut dark ale. And this is 6.1%, 9 IBU, super low, traditional dark ale. So you're talking Schwarz beer or Czech dark lager. This this tended to be a little bit more on the Czech dark lager side with the type of hops they used. 
unfortunately, we went at and we were at John's Marketplace, and I and I've said this numerous times on the podcast, and I've mentioned it to my friends. Never buy beer that's been sitting on the shelf, not chilled. You've never told me that before in my life. Oh, please. I, I mean, I don't listen we, to you a lot, so maybe that's the problem. Literally, don't ever do that. Like, if you're at a grocery store, don't buy, don't pick up that 12-pack that's just been sitting there, not in the refrigeration unit. And unfortunately, when we had gone to John's Marketplace, which has got an amazing selection and a big cooler, we're like, yeah, we're just going to walk around and grab what we're going to grab. That looks cool. And take that chance. What happens is, is beer that's been made and not pasteurized has the unfortunate output of getting heat struck and that means that there's bacteria that lives in the beer or in the surface of the can or bottle Hmm. and if it sits at room temperature long enough that bacteria starts to grow and that creates a really crappy off flavor almost like ai nanites yes this beer i would say actually paired well with the movie because it tasted like it had rocket fuel in it yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is black hole sun dark <laughs> dark ale with toasted coconut from Pono Brewing. It's six point one percent, nine ninety U. It's not bitter. It it just and it was named after the Soundgarden song Black Hole Sun, and it was well, made first in in twenty seventeen. There was a summer eclipse in twenty seventeen here in the state of Oregon, and it came across Oregon, and that's when they made it. They named it after that, which is appropriate. It has a lot of coconut profile that gets lost because I didn't taste any coconut. The off flavoring yeah. from the heat struck, and we we it tried. It smells to, like old shoes. It does, as far as aroma. It, unfortunately, it's like I, I imagine this being a really good beer if you could get it. In a can that's been refrigerated freshly the whole time, brewed. or freshly yeah. brewed. To keep an ear out. I'm going to try to find a, a draft or cold a cold uh, six pack of it and watch the video and drink it and see it. Like the video well, you, for Black Hole Sun. I love the music video. You know, did did you get a six pack of it? Today? Yes, it was a six pack. So there are three left. Yes, we it, could theoretically do a, a side by side comparison sometime. Yeah, we could find some more. Mm-hmm. So even after, okay, so if you buy some stuff that's been sitting on the shelf and you take it home and put it in the fridge to chill it, that's not going to fix it. That's not going to fix it. No, right. it's, it's it's off flavored at that point when when it's sat too long. You know, darker, heavier beers that have a higher alcohol percent can battle off that bacteria. The alcohol will prevent it from going bad. That's why you can cellar, quote-unquote cellar, C-E-L-L-A-R. Like, you can put into your basement a cold room standing upright, beer and wine and those things. They will be able to stand the test of time because they have a high enough alcohol content that fights off that bacteria. Whereas a lower alcohol beer, such as this one... Not so much. So, Dan, there's heat struck. Are there, other, are there other kinds of struck that beers can get? Yeah, so there's light struck, which is, so if you have a bottle that is green or clear or yellow and not brown or some other darker color, mm-hmm. you run the risk of even just general light causing the bacteria to do things. Brown bottles <laughs> tend to block it a little bit, and that's why you primarily see brown bottles. So, for example, like, like a walk-in freezer clock, like lights could screw up. If it's left on. So we, we okay, our, okay. Our, our friends over at Mac Wine Cellars, I had a talk with Tim about that. I was like, are you going to unscrew those lights in your that are always on in your coolers? Because that's, you're going to light strike any beer that is not in a brown bottle. Because light the brown will block it out. Yeah. Light struck, yes. When you say Rolling Rock... Heineken, Grolsch, mm, any of those green bottled beers, they're purposely Mackies. green because it makes the beer Mackies, skunky. 
Mickey's. Mickey's Big Mouse or Small B. I loved Mickey's when I was in the military way back in the day. Because that would that it tasted high school brew. It tasted Hold on. <laughs> horrible and it didn't matter because it got you drunk because it was high alcohol. But that's all that mattered. So, Pono Brewing, I applaud you for your other beers in this beer. We just need to find it fresh and refrigerated. At this point, a lot of the Pono beers I've had from them have always been really good because they're always refrigerated. We can find one refrigerated. I'll figure out how to simulcast the video with me drinking it and talking about the music video with the beer. Because I feel like yeah. if this tastes how it's supposed to taste, it'd be a really cool combination watching all the big eyes happening while yeah. they're just crooning about the sun watching the rain. I mean, and this was, you know, and, and I, I might have mentioned it while we were pulling it off the shelf. I'm like, we're going to take that chance because sometimes I, you, it, you it's okay. You did bring it up and I think I... Wantonly ignored you and threw it in the cart. Yeah, no, it's all good. So the third one we tried is Ooh, called... Big fan of this one. Yeah, Galactic Alliance 2.0 IPA. And this is a collaboration with 903 Brews and Vanessa House out of Oklahoma City. So 903 Brews is out of Sherman, Texas. Uh, this is a 5% ABV. It doesn't really list the... IBUs. It's it's a little hoppy, but I, I would say between 40 and 60 IBUs. It has Citra, Vic Secret, and Cashmere, so it's going to have a very pillowy mouthfeel, a lot of citrus and melon. There's going to be a dank and pine mid to backside to this. It's going to linger just a little bit of that dry, sharp, acidic note from the hops, but overall, this is, I think we all agreed, and even Brian is the non-hop head of the group, <laughs> This is actually a really nice beer. It, it's not it, offensive. It was a very nice beer. It's not I offensive, but it has a good profile. Paired well with the film we watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it was kind of crisp and and therefore kind of technology-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little sharp for, for a sci-fi film. I like that. Uh, also, 5%. So you can have a few of these. I mentioned you can drink a bunch of like garbage beers along with it because it's yeah. just something to have on. But 5%, that's not bad. For an, IP, for an IPA, yeah. That's yeah. actually a little bit low, and I think it's supposed to be actually a hazy IPA. So even then, I mean, I, I didn't... You poured one in your glass, so it does have a hazy color. It, it, it's kind of that greeny, yellow, cloudy. It, it still has a little head retention even after it's warmed up a little bit, so it's really nice. It's it's still foamy a little bit. I, I imagine that as this beer warms up, because I drink mine pretty fast out of the can that it actually still retains a bunch of that acidic bitterness. It still tastes great. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the IBUs, but it does say what it pairs with. Yes. Buffalo cauliflower. Delicious. Shishito peppers. I think they're delicious. I'm not sure if I have those. They're not hot. They're more sweet than spicy. And Fab Collapse. That's the third thing. It's just Fab Collapse. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what Fab Collapse uh, is. Fabulous. I'm still talking about how they work in with another yeah. brewery. Fabulous oh. collaboration. Oh, yes. okay. Fab Collapse. That's on the point with the, uh, the You're the Moon now. Or you're, you're, you're a part of the Moon. <laughs> you are now <laughs> in You Are the Moon. Yeah, so that is our collaboration for the oh, evening. Oh, boy. It's most amazing. But, you know, I, I, I really think that this last beer kind of saved. The first one and the last one. The middle one, because simply... I mean, we opened three of them, and they were all off-flavored, and we're just like, uh, let's not go. Again, the first one was great, just not for this movie. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's just an amazing, like, space-oriented beer, because, hell, the yeast went to space, propagated, and came back. That's amazing. Yeah, it was very on theme, but it didn't really match it. It didn't match. The flavor didn't match. If it was a smaller, independent, maybe a horror sci-fi movie, where it's, like, seven actors total, and it's all dark and quiet, maybe. Like Evil Dead. 
Yeah, Evil, oh, evil Dead in Space. Hold on. Steel Dead in Space. Well, there are some Friday the 13th in space. There's a Jason Voorhees one in space. Jason which, X? Yeah. yeah. And then there's... I did, I did... I don't remember. Dude murders a kid with another kid in a sleeping bag. Yeah. It was amazing. Was was there... I know there was Jason versus Freddy. Was yeah, there was ever a Freddy in space? Nah. Freddy turned into more mystical dreamscape. It went from horror to sort of fantasy almost. Yeah. Like, like Hot Topic or Spencer's Gifts style fantasy. And he said the word bitch a lot. <laughs> Jeez. Brian, you have some thoughts. Or you just <laughs> Deep thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a film I'd like to watch with that first beer. Right? I think aliens would work. Yeah. Like Ooh. rains Deep. blowing up aliens Ooh. in space. Give me some. So there was the first alien, but I think you're right. Okay, so this film we Game watched. Over, man. Game over. Game over. This film was PG 13. <laughs> this film was PG 13 and has a little bit of, I, I would say, foul language, but not a lot. There was. I think they said the F word once. Why am I saying the yeah. F word? I said fuck earlier. Yeah. Just well, on the cage says fuck once. And I was like, oh, good for them getting out of the way early. Yeah, it's like, and then there's no nudity. There's no sex. It's just like blow up. I'm like, this is just like any movie you can see on well, like I mean, a sci fi show. There's, there's no body count. You no, never see anyone no, actually fight. No, no one actually dies. In this. Oh my god, you don't. No, that's why it's PG 13. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, tidal wave comes and. You can you see a helicopter go theorize that millions of people just died, but yes. you don't see it. It's, it's that Avengers it problem where so many lives get lost, but you see them save a handful of people who think, yeah, they're good. They saved a lot of people. No, they didn't. No. Those things attacked at all in New York. There's a lot of dead people yeah, in New York. A lot of buildings got crushed. And and you do. Yeah. The, the nice thing is, is that at least the scientific, realistic approach to if the moon were to start coming towards yeah. the earth there's been a few films recently it's funny how hollywood does that it's like we're going to put out these three or four films that all have real similar topics at the same time or really close to each other there's there's a name for that it's the the uh, the deep impacts uh oh, what was the it, it's a dick measuring contest one one studio oh. exactly <laughs> wants to see if his space movie is better than the other ones. It, it's the D- Deep Impact Armageddon uh, conundrum. Yes. Right. Where you, it, same year, you're like, what, what is, which yeah. one did I watch? So there's, there's like three dinosaur movies coming out in the next month. Why? One has already come out because Can't vlog Jurassic Park, the next Jurassic Park is getting released in a nice yeah. month or two. And so you have I all these competitions. about Jurassic World, but I'm not going to voice them here. So, so the one I mentioned is That's Jurassic. Another episode. So, so the off angry episode. The off film is called Jurassic Island, and it's like has nothing to do with the the regular if, film. If, if the next thing you say is in Jurassic Moon, film. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's like so. There's been three three <laughs> moon, moon films. Velociraptors. I watched that. Three moon films that oh, came yes. out in the last month, and it's just like what. Because I've watched them, and it's like, they they were really bad, not so bad, and then this one. And this yeah, one's like, you know you have a finite amount of time on this planet before you're gone, right? You shouldn't spend it watching these movies. Watching moon movies. Someone's got to watch them. Moon movies. Yeah. So, Dan, do you know what space tastes like? That is a very good question, and unfortunately, because there's no air in space, it would be really hard to know what it tastes like, because it kind of requires your taste buds to work, which requires you to be able to breathe. And so not no, be in a vacuum. And not be in a vacuum or void. In or space, in space, no one can taste the hops. Yes, that is going to be our theme 
every time we do a sci-fi film or a space movie of some Going shape forward, or form, yeah. yeah, no one can taste hops in space because you can't really taste anything. But, you know, I digress. Because you did. <laughs> you're very good at this place. Unless you're Correct. one of unless you're one of the characters in a Marvel film who can survive being in outer space for up to twenty seconds. Yeah, they kinda of play fast and loose with those rules. I, I'm not here to defend Marvel's space rules. It's not as bad as Dragon Ball Z. Science. Oh, I've got no. science. I've got the science over Dragon Ball Z. It's nuts. Yeah, the DBZ doesn't really count. I mean there's so many Vegeta's standing outside of his pod just no helmet, like I mean, whatever. But yeah, damn, well, dude, so. he's got the he's space. got the force around him. And then, like my friends tell me, of course they can breathe in space. Like they travel in ships, though. What are you talking about? Yeah, why would they need to travel in ships if they can breathe in space? This is a big waste of time for everyone involved. Yeah, I know. We're, so, we're, one friend who I definitely know does not listen. We're really digressing. So, <laughs> as as always, you know, I I, I want to say thank you for listening. I think we all really enjoyed the film. Yes, it was our time. If you're going to watch this, watch it with friends and good beers. Ideally, yes. something you can have a few of and not get obliterated. It's like two hours long. Yeah, yeah, or close to two hours. It's two it's hours, ten minutes. It's a little longer. The credits are at least five to six for all the special effects. Yeah, I mean, there's a, it was all special effects CG. And, and I will say, we missed vast swaths of dialogue because we were chatting and having fun. But yeah. Brian, you and I agree, Roland Emmerich's not really known for his dialogue. He's known well, for, right. Yeah. You know, for the, for the, I, I don't feel I missed anything. You didn't really miss anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to go pee? Damn, I'm not there, even there, There's some, sci- some <laughs> sci-fi world-building chat, but you don't really need it. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you catch up quick. Yeah. You yeah. do. All right, so three thumbs up on the phone. Find yeah. some good beers. I, I, the surprisingly, the non-hop head was like, "Hey, I think the IPA yeah. actually." Yeah, if you can get the Galactic to, Alliance 2.0, absolutely go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that tastes good. good there. Yeah, so this was again at John's Marketplace. This was a beer from Texas, of all places. It's like finally not, Texas got something right. I know it's like way outside of our our normal environment of beers that we drink i was just looking for something interesting and this had a really it's got like a, a moon or a. am gonna share the cans on our social media on yeah. our instagram but it's such a cool it's a hot air balloon but the moon is the balloon and there's a, a roswell and an astronaut just kind of hanging out the yeah, basket. it's little, a very cool can green yeah. alien all these cans like are great good illustration yeah. it's yeah. a really nice picture I, I appreciate it we should do a separate episode just on can covers. There's a lot of space themes out there. There even kind of eclectic. Just yeah, a lot of space themes. There's a lot of space stuff going on. So thank you for listening, everybody. And and as always, the opinions expressed during the editing of this recording are those of the hosts. And we really hope that everyone can maybe get out and see a film or watch something at home. I know this one is streaming and both mm-hmm. in the theaters. Get out there, enjoy it, be safe, but enjoy it. I mean, there's there's opportunities to go hang out in public. Yeah. And enjoy Hang it. out with your friends. Yeah. It's it. that tough. Mm-hmm. It is that tough. If you don't hydrate, you'll dehydrate because the moon will scrape against the planet and destroy everything. It'll suck all the oxygen away. Except for the... And gravity. Yeah, yeah. And except gravity. for the one kid who uh, has a nice little growth arc. Like every oh big sci-fi, big budget movie. Wait for it to go by. It'll pull the tree off. But we won't go up with the tree. It'll just pull the tree off. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that the moon affects trees more than anything, Dan. Well, you know, it's it's... Oh, wait, well, no, it's all, it's all organic. Oh, my brain's melting. Hold on. <laughs>
My nose is bleeding. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Now, here we go. Check out the film or check out a film. Find some good things to drink. Hang out with your friends. Shoot. Listen to old episodes and get hammered. That's a fun time. Yeah, it is Watch a fun movies time. and drink beer. Yeah. Yes, because that's the whole point. All right. This is Dan signing out. Thank you for listening, everyone. Patrick Wilson was Night Owl in the, the Watchmen movie. This is Blake. <laughs> this is Brian. Thank you. Thank you.